Hello, I'm Kathy Bissell. Welcome to the Golf Show 2.0. As they used to say on Monty Python, this week is all about now for something completely different. Gary, would you introduce our guest? Well, they said the Wright brothers were trying to do something that was impossible, it wouldn't work, and it would never get off the ground. I'm not talking about Wilbur and Orville. I'm talking about the other Wright brothers, Tim and Chip. And they've got, I don't know, is it a hockey stick? Is it a golf club? Is it the long-lost missing trident of Zeus? Is it evidence <laughs> of ancient aliens? I don't know. We're going to find out. Tim and Chip of Caliber Golf, answer the big question. Is it a hockey stick? Is it a putter? Or is it the lost trident of Zeus? I really love Zeus. That's a great, I've never heard that one yet, honestly. That's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, no, what we did is we're longtime hockey players and we took this shaft that we grew up playing with our entire lives and we got it to conform with the rules of golf. So now it can connect with any putterhead out there. So we're bringing that now into the game of golf. Who's Who, who had the brilliant idea the very first day to put a putter on the end of a hockey stick. Well, the way the story goes is, and I, I'll, I'll put it in hockey terms. Back when I was playing a lot of hockey, I could rip a slap shot over a goalie's shoulder from the blue line, but I couldn't make a four foot putt. <laughs> so in my quest for trying to figure out, I'd call it quixotic quest, but in my quest for trying to figure out how I'm able to make a four foot putt, I came to the realization that in my stroke, the better way of holding this putter grip is by putting a right hand low position to make sure that that's, that face is square. Because when I'm looking at the green, I can read the green. I just, my eyes were tricking me, my position was tricking me. And until I had the hockey shaft in my hand and I dropped my right hand to get closer to the face, that putter face was squared impact and the balls were rolling truer and center cup. So well, uh, take me back to the day that you had that idea. And did you, did you stick a putter head on the end of a wooden hockey stick or what did you, what did you try out first? Or did you, so did you I, with an actual hockey stick? It was an actual hockey stick that I have a few in the garage that, that battled the corners and they break the, the, the blade is, you know, is broken. So I can't use it on the ice. So what I did was I saw it. I realized that that very expensive putter that I bought at my pro shop didn't necessarily mean that it was going to perform well. And I realized that quickly because it, it just was not working. So what I did was I took seven inches and made a cut on the actual shaft of in this point. At this time, it was the Scotty Cameron Newport too. Ouch. I cut it. Yikes. All my friends said, what are you doing? Well, what I was doing was I was tinkering and many golfers tinker. Yes. And what I ended up doing was I placed the putter shaft inside the hockey shaft after I cut the blade, taped it with a considerable amount of hockey cloth tape and started to practice. I noticed that the ability to make a putt 
was in my, well, for me, it was a lot more uh, square faced because the handle was square rectangle, okay. but it also allowed me to control the way in which the face was make was, was creating that pendulum like movement. So I started to practice a little bit with it and then ended up winning the Kenosha country club flight that I was assigned. Uh, my pro said that it was conforming, but every other player out there said that is a non-conforming putter. I went to the USGA at this point, Chip and I are now um, going on this adventure together. And sure enough, we find out that the hockey shaft as a shaft and the configuration I had put it in was non-conforming. Just to jump in there, before that, our father played for the Wisconsin Badgers, won a national championship. Tim created one for him before that just to show like, hey, dad, you also need a little bit of help in your game. He gave it to him, and my dad was like, sure, I'll use whatever I can get right now, right? So he did, and both Tim and my dad were, like, raving about this thing, and I was a little reluctant. So I came over for a family party, and Tim's like, you've got to try this. Check this thing out. I'm like, what? What is this? And it's kind of like the same reaction we're hearing from people that have not held it and putted with it yet. A little reluctant, but then when I got it in my hands, like, holy holy cow. How This is amazing. So then I'm like, Tim, we may have something here. And so then I, I brought it to my club and I asked my head pro, he said, you can use it here. But then the assistant pro was like, you need to reach out to the USGA to get this thing approved. And then that was a whole journey in itself that took a couple of years to get done. Um, but yeah. But USGA was pleasant to work with. They're amazing. They really wanted us to succeed. Wait, I've got to write that down. Yeah, they the were. first one has ever said that. I mean, I wow, I would echo that. Yeah. They were they were amazing to work with. It was That's great. We were shocked at that in the beginning. It, it seemed like you know who are we? We're going up to the you know the golf gods. Like, can we do this? Is this allowed? What do we need to do? And they they were essentially cheering us in the background, like, "Hey guys, you know, we believe in you, but you need to do you know." Cross X, Y, and Z in order to get there, and then lo and behold, you know, we hired. And they weren't going to give us the answer, nor did no. they necessarily know exactly what the answer was. Right. But they definitely gave us um, ideas to think constructively about how this could potentially and will conform to the rules of golf. And did so. Well, it's did amazing this- coincidence because when your dad was on the hockey team at Wisconsin. I, too, was a student at the University of Wisconsin then, (laughs) and I was certainly at some games in 73 when he was playing. So what are the odds of that? Small. Very small. (laughs) So was the USGA picking picking on the shape of the hockey stick or the – well, of it or how it connected or what was their problem? So what the, the problem was was calling this a golf shaft because ah. in the rules, in the equipment rules, a shaft has to deflect equally on all angles as it's bent, every single angle. And what their uh, comment was after I asked, well, why don't I just make the carbon fiber thicker so that in your machines it does not deflect at all? And he said, if we put a Suburban on the end, it will deflect um, eventually, and it will not deflect equally. So we went through 
after many iterations and designs and maybe some sleepless nights, I know I had some, <laughs> where we eventually came to the idea of suspending, and you can see there's a, a tube in there, and it's a light carbon fiber tube that is suspended, that is our golf shaft, from here to the end. Oh. And by suspending the golf shaft and calling the hockey stick a grip, as long wow. as there is no vibration movement, which we've succeeded with by putting uh, dampers, strate strategically placing dampers inside the shaft of the grip, it then eventually became conforming. So, so in a nutshell, Tim, there is a golf, uh, there is a standard golf shaft inside that hockey stick, and the hockey stick is considered the grip, and that's why it's okay. Correct. That's exactly correct. So it's not really as weird looking as it sounds. It's a golf club wrapped in a hockey shaft. Exactly right. You're right. So, so this enhances point, your ability to grip. Exactly right. You get the and freedom. It would almost, oh, almost be like taking your hand and your palm. And if you get that aligned properly, then you have a better chance to kind of sweep the ball into the hole does that is that what the idea is it's from uh a one of the top nhl agents he said and he has three of them it's <laughs> like passing the puck to another player okay that was his explanation and i tend to agree for non-hockey players it literally is a think about using more of your bigger muscles instead of your hands yeah. because the hands are basic, okay. basically disappear. Okay. I think there's I think there's going to be a lot of people who if they try this and they're going to love up, it up with a traditional setup, they're going to like it. But I think and I've already written this in an item, I think the superpower of this club is when you do what you say, if you slide if you're right-hander, if you slide your right hand down. Yeah. <laughs> excuse me, near the the blade or the putter head, like you're going to shoot a slap shot. I mean, I was trying it at the merchandise show from four feet. You're like Superman. You can't miss from four feet. This is a great way to anybody has is flinching or, you know, that other word we don't like to say, who <laughs> can't make short putts. This thing is genius for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is there a length? Uh, I guess stop. They have a certain length for putters. I can't remember what the USGA. So it's 48 inches is the absolute max uh, okay. in the rules. Uh, the longest we've been asked to make this is 45. And that's not a problem uh, because they want to use more of a broomstick setup, um, at which we can absolutely do. And the shortest so far has been 31. So. Okay. Now, so, your, your dad said he uses his in an arm lock method. Uh, Tim, how do you how do you hold your how do you use that putter? Do you do you shoot shoot like a hockey player in every putt? I well, longer putts. My hand, my split grip is a little higher. For the shoulder, for the shorter putts, I go lower. So, say for 10, 10 feet from the cup, I'm I'm looking at like halfway to the uh, middle of the shaft, four feet. I am almost not practically touching the blade, but I am low 
because at the end of the day, all I need is that ball to roll center cup. Yeah, Tim, how, or Chip, how do you use it? Mine's more of a traditional grip, if you will. So, but like, like what you guys are all mentioning, when you get low, I do put my hands, or I have occasionally put my hands a little bit lower, but throughout the putting style, I'm, it's more traditional and classic because I just like the way that feels and the way that I'm standing up. So, but there's countless ways to hold this thing. And that's what one of our, our pros had, had tested this thing out. And she's like, I don't even know how many grip options you guys have because you can place your hands in so many different ways because this shaft is so long. So it's pretty exciting. Yeah. At, at the show, I was tinkering with it and I was trying it outside saddle and it was great for not that anybody's using that style, but it, it can be used for side saddle style too. Uh, what's the, uh, what's the craziest comment you've gotten so far from somebody who thinks this is a nutty idea? Tim, you want that one? (laughs) (laughs) Um, one of the comments is this is a hockey stick, so it can handle water. My hands, could my hands slip? Well, if it's, of course your hands could slip in on a rubber grip too. It's, yeah. it's just the nature of water on a product. But at the end of the day, get your hands in position, get confident, and make your putts. And that's, that's you, one comment that I that, you that can I just heard, simply which, wipe this thing off, and it's just yeah, yeah no well, big deal. I think it's, you sh- we you sh- we should probably mention that. You can put any head on the on on this on the shaft if you have a favorite putter head that you want to chop off the bottom seven inches of. You can put it on this shaft, or you can you can buy one of the one of the heads that you guys have available. Uh, the shaft is is if you just buy the shaft, it's one ninety nine. Is that right? That's correct. And then right. you, some of the models you have vary from three fourteen to. 365 i think was for an odyssey white hot head and then you've got some high higher end betnardi yeah. putter heads that are a little, there more, was one, little more expensive there was one almost 700 yeah. Yep. yeah i'm still in shock that you just tim that you decided to tinker with a scotty cameron I well mean, yeah. kind of I, I bought it i bought with. it at 450 at my pro shop and oh. it was just <laughs> not working oh. It's funny you say that, Gary, because a lot of people are like, well, I've got all these extra putter heads. Let me try my backup. And then lo and behold, their backup becomes their starter, and they put the Scotty back on the side. <laughs> and they're like, I wish I would have given you the Scotty to start. I'm like, well, we can yeah. do it again. Yeah, so. <laughs> that, that's, I've done that same thing. I Something uh, something risky, I want to try it out. I'll put it on a different putter, and then then you wish you had used your good one. <laughs> well, Gary, I was actually thinking about your question about the craziest comment or question. I think the craziest was what is the flex of this as a hockey player? You might want to know that because when you're, you know, taking a wrist shot yeah. or a slap shot an 85 versus a different flex gives you a different type of performance, but we're not taking slap shots with this. This is zero flex. <laughs> There's, anything you know to be said about the flex of a carbon fiber hockey shaft on a putter end with a putter so well i'm pretty sure kathy wanted to ask if either of you guys had seen the movie happy gilmore i was just gonna go to happy gilmore once or twice (laughs) yes adam sandler we're hoping to get him one of these so he can actually play with it legally so yeah 
Um, have have you or has anyone you know used this in a professional tournament? You I mean, you all are amateurs, correct? That's right. That is correct. Okay, so so far as you know, except for your assistant pro friends, and and they haven't used it in tournaments. Actually, I think somebody's using it maybe this weekend, Tim. But yeah, really? there there is someone that was at the show. He said, "I've never played on an artificial you know, on an artificial turf, putted so well. I need this for my pro am event, which is on February 3rd. There it is. And he said, "Can you get me a putter?" And it happened to be a Scotty Cameron Newport too. And I said, "Sir, just take it." and let me know what you think he was so shocked by that he's like hold on what but he's gonna ship it back to me so but if he if he plays lights out he may end up keeping it um but i guess that's because of you know being midwest we're probably maybe overly trusting i don't know (laughs) like here if you're gonna you're gonna play well we hope you do so oh we didn't mention you guys are are based in kenosha wisconsin yep yes yes and for those who don't know where kenosha is it's just over the Illinois-Wisconsin border from Chicago and a little bit south of all of the suburbs that are growing out of Milwaukee. So pretty soon all that will be grown together and be one big mega city. But for right now, there is a divide. Yep. You know, it's Not a, Kenosha was best known as the home of American Motors. I'm surprised you don't have some, some your own models you know, well, it was, it was I we, named we after will. like the Gremlin, the Pacer, the Matador, some of the great AMC cars. Yeah. Well, I don't, have, don't forget I do the, the Healy. The Healy is a is a legendary car too. But the um, yes, this is you know the one of the auto uh, used to be auto capitals of the the country. Yeah. Now AMC has since basically you, unless you see a car Gremlin or uh, one of those, uh, I don't know, muscle cars on the road around here. Sometimes people forget that this was a big auto industry uh, manufacturing area. Yeah. Oh, the, I forgot the Javelin. The Javelin's a pretty, the Javelin. hot, pretty hot muscle car. That is a hot muscle car. We see those uh, in the summer during the rallies. And I'm actually on the Kenosha uh, Historical Society board, and we have a, a car show every year, and there are a uh, couple of well, 100, 150 cars that show up for the rally. So I have a question for you on the, the shaft. This this is kind of an, a logo opportunity for a player for not just for your company, but for <laughs> how many logos can you fit on that shaft? This the, is a billboard that you can put as much as you want on it. Much wow. like, an, yeah, I mean, I was thinking that like, if you look at like basketball players, they have shoes, right? Yeah. All these different sports have their specific thing and hockey has their shaft as well. So we could, you know, potentially make a specific unit for a professional player that has their logos, their names, et cetera. So that's the roadmap of where we're looking to take this, but yeah, absolutely. This is going to be, there are going to be other logos besides just ours right now. Chip, didn't you tell me it was one of your lifelong dreams to get your name on the shaft of a hockey stick? I've been always trying. I think I told you earlier, yeah, my brother and I couldn't carry the torch into hockey, so this is the only way we can get to do it. So, yeah. <laughs> let's let's see the name on the shaft. There you go. Okay. Caliber. Caliber, and isn't there a red right is, and le- red letter? Right. There it is. Right one. Oh, the okay. back. Yeah, Tim's got it. The right. 
So are you making these individually? Do you have an assembly line set up? Do you buy right. carbon fiber and slice it into pieces? How does that happen? So absolutely, I'm actually in the lab right now. Um, and I'm surrounded by hockey shafts. Okay. <laughs> if I pan the, you would see a wall full of hockey shafts. And there's another wall full of orders that are getting ready to be shipped. Um, and so we are surrounded by hockey shafts here. And yes, they do come from a hockey carbon fiber plant. They arrive here, all the parts arrive here. And there really are only three people, arguably, in this world that knows how to put them together. And that's myself, Chip, and my father. Okay. Um, we will be growing that uh, as the demand continues to increase, but that's where we are right now. And I would think, your... uh, you know, the National Hockey League Players Association, I'm sure they have, mm -hmm. like the NFL, I'm sure they have golf outings because a lot of hockey players do play golf. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You guys need to get involved because I would think as soon as any of those guys see this club, they're going to, they're, they're going to want one. I can't wait. And uh, yeah. when, when there is one, hopefully they're watching, listening. And if the NHL players association wants to contact us, contact us at uh, email chip at chip at calvergolf.com. Yeah, I think Gretzky lives. Does, I think Gretzky's. He live in St. Louis now. Uh, Mario, Mario still lives here in Pittsburgh, uh, and his son's a pretty good golfer. He was, I think, in, he was an alternate in the U.S. Open qualifying here. Oh wow! So uh, I once in a while I've seen Mario at a at a tournament. Uh, hmm. There's another guy who plays a lot of golf. Yeah, you, we need to figure out how to get this in their hands. The American Family Insurance Classic in Tahoe. That's how you get it to them. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. You're right. That would be awesome. It would be amazing. Well, yeah. Does does the American Family event in Madison? Do they have a pro am and some hockey players got to come in for that, don't they? They do. We have shipped this to a few different NHLers, but I mean, the more we can get it out to them, obviously, the better. I, a couple of our friends are in the in the industry, so it's just a matter of matter of time because we literally just launched at the show, so now everybody's starting to hear about us. But the biggest question is: Is that legal? And, Yes, it took a little yeah. while to get a couple of years to get mm -hmm. it to be approved. Conforms with the rules of golf. That's the big, big thing that we needed to do. Because if we didn't get that, we weren't going to pursue this because we didn't want it to be a novel item. We wanted to be able to play legitimately on the golf course or any golf course, really. Did uh, did you have the? Is there a design patent for the the product? There is. Okay, good. So it is a utility patent that mm -hmm. has many many claims. Um, and when when it did go to the patent office, which was very surprising, even to our patent attorney out of Kenosha, Wisconsin, he, he said there were only two claims that it was um, that, that the patent office said were in conflict. And one of them was from 1967. So it was it was easy to refute the claim that it was being uh you know, okay. up against. So close to, yes. Yes. Yeah. It was right. a fairly easy process. I thought it was going to take several more years <laughs> to get it approved. <laughs> but yeah, on the, on the patent side. Correct. I agree. Yeah. And it, it was, it certainly was more than one year <laughs> to get that done. Yeah. But I was thinking it was going to be certainly a lot longer than that. Do you guys, uh, 
Were you old enough? Do you remember watching your dad play hockey for the Badgers? No, I was just a sparkle in his eye at that point. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I've certainly seen pictures. We've been to the Kohl Center. I brought my kids, in fact, this year, and they're like, that's that's our grandpa up there, right there? And they were just freaking out. They had really no idea. And I was a little bit in starstruck, too. I'm like, Dad, right there, and just seeing him on the on the wall. It was, it was really cool to see. Um, but, yeah. When I was in school, yeah, when I was in school, they played at the Dane County Coliseum. Not the, not the fancy Cole Center. You know what? That I played there, and my dad was there watching us for a state championship, and he did actually cry there when he saw myself jump on the ice because we were playing for state. And I got a little nostalgic when I got out there. I'm like, wow, my dad was here. And there were you know raft, banners in the rafters and all this stuff. And the other reason was their head coach was watching us play. I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to get my shot right here. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here now. It didn't, nothing happened. <laughs> well, I just remember between periods at the college games, there was a lot of beer sold and they had the best ice cream sandwiches. And I shouldn't say how many I probably had during a period break, but uh, right now you may see that Kathy has put our shameless plug on the screen. Subscribe now. It's free. Nothing will happen. You're not going to get email. Click on like. We're trying to get enough viewers so that someday, here's our goal, we're trying to earn 17 cents on this <laughs> podcast. That's our goal. Help us get there. Click on like and subscribe. <laughs> Fellas, anything else we need to know about this putter? I mean, it's I, I you're really onto something. If you can just get people to watch anybody putt with it on a with on a short putt like a hockey player. I think it's the cure for the, I'm going to say it. I think it's a cure for the yips. Yes, I think, I think you're absolutely right, Gary. I think this is the biggest change in putting maybe that we've ever seen. Just because you have much more control of the putter blade down close to the actual place where the, uh, the blade strikes the ball. I think it's huge. I, I just watched the Shell's Wonderful World of Golf when Sam Sneed played, uh, I think it was Roberto DiFacenzo at Pinehurst. And Sneed at the time, that was that window where he was putting croquet style with his, uh, okay. spread his legs with the putter in between. But even when he went side saddle after they outlawed that, Sneed, he was so limber. He went down and he was holding that club oh, yeah. just above the hosel. He, he yeah. went way down. And, you know, you guys weren't old enough to remember, but he was a terrible putter. He, he obviously had a problem. But once he went to side saddle, you never really heard him complain about his putting. So there, there's something there. And I, I, I think you got two things to stress. This is great. This club is great for putting. And this club, and you need to have a demo day at the Villages tomorrow. There's a lot of guys in the villages who need this putter because they can cure themselves. What do you think about that? That's a, it's what you call a target-rich environment. We, we, we will be there tomorrow. If, if we're invited to come and provide a demo day, we, we are on our way. Yeah. So. I, I told your dad, and I may have told Chip also, um, I'm going to mention your, your, your trademark phrase. Uh, it's it's uh, – it's a good day for golf. It's a great, sorry. It's a great day for golf. It's based on the great, there it is. It's on the bottom of the head cover. 
It's a great day for golf. That comes from Bob Johnson, the legendary coach of the hockey coach of the Badgers, whom I interviewed many times when I was a student and then at the Milwaukee Journal. And he went on to coach the Olympic team to a bronze medal uh, back when it was just amateurs. And he later became coach of the Pittsburgh Penguins. He had Mario Lemieux and they won a Stanley Cup. So, I mean, that was the ultimate. But Bob, Badger Bob, we called him. He was, he was just, I've never met anyone who loved hockey more. He was so passionate about it. And it was his catchphrase says, ah, ah, he's rubbing his mouth. Ah, it's a great day for hockey. Oh, it's a great day for hockey. There's a big Muriel Lemieux Ice Center near me, a few miles away in the suburbs. And they have a number of rinks and all kinds of amateur hockey's there. But when you walk in on the big wall there in the entrance, they've painted on the wall, it's a great day for hockey. Bob Johnson, that's even though he wasn't the coach of the Penguins that long, that's how much of an impact he made. I have goosebumps even telling that story right now. His name is up there. His quote is up there. And you guys are kind of perpetuating that legacy with that, that golf catchphrase. I'm sure, he, I'm sure he'd get a kick out of it. And you'd have even more goosebumps if you had one of these uh, hockey stick slash putters. And, and made some four and five footers with him, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, whose idea was it to come up with the, with the phrase? Who came up with that? Yeah, that would be me. And it was just it's a nod to my dad and to Bob as well. I mean, why not bring that, that nostalgic from hockey into golf, right? We've grown up hearing from, you know, the great Bob Johnson our entire life, and it just made a lot of sense just to change the word from hockey to golf. So, yeah. It's a good one. Well, thanks for being on the show. You know, I think these Wright brothers, uh, their product is going to fly. So. Orville and Wilbur, or Orville and Wilbur, should men fly? I, that's still up for debate. The jury's out, but I think this <laughs> hockey slash putter is is a winner. And thanks, good luck with it, guys. Thanks for being on. <laughs>